Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Welcome back to another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Welcome back, Luca Nation. It's good to have you guys here for a special, special episode. Cage, you know, we've talked a lot off the record. What's top of mind for you? You know, we're talking about when's the right time to buy, when's the right time to sell. We are just talking a little bit about trade cards and how um, they haven't come down at all. What are you focusing on these next few weeks in the playoffs? So, you know, speaking of things that haven't come down yet, Tatis' home run from yesterday. I don't think that's landed yet either. But, uh, you know, I-, I can't talk about Tatis in every one of these episodes. But... I will mention, we, you know, when this is listed, though, when, when this episode goes up, it's probably only be a couple more hours to get in on that Tatis giveaway. Um, thank you guys for, you know, for interacting with us and for jumping on that. Um, you know, I've got some raw ones. I might as well share it with the fans. And uh, we're getting a lot of mentions. A lot of people put it up in their stories. So thank you guys for that. The listener count, another day, another increase. Um, we love you guys. A lot of people asking for us to put this stuff on YouTube. Love to hear what you think about that. Um, you know, a lot of comments on that. But I'm a little, as you can tell if you listen to me, I'm a little shy. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to put myself out there. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, he's a behind-the-scenes type of guy. You could tell by his yeah. personality, right? <laughs> so, I mean, listen, if that's something you guys want, we can definitely make it happen. We'll figure out a way to do it and, you know, expand to another platform. So let us know. You know, uh, put a comment in there and let us know if you want to do that. So get in on that, Tatis. Got a lot of stuff going on, man. Yeah, I mean, one big topic, and maybe we'll post something about this today, Andrew, with your uh, your fancy new, um, you know, post that you were doing yesterday. I hope people like those. Andrew's working hard on this stuff, guys. <laughs> Soto one. I mean, uh, you know, we got some fancy, colorful stuff going up there. I mean, it really is pretty sweet. Um, but, um, maybe we'll put one up today. It talks about if people are eliminated from the playoffs, what's going to happen to their cards? You know, we saw it initially with Zion, although I would read into that more that Zion just didn't look right himself, less that, you know, they came to the bubble, didn't really perform and was knocked out of the playoffs. But are we going to see other people go down? I mean, Devin Booker was knocked out. I don't think his cards have really come down, but because he had a ridiculously amazing performance. You know, you're seeing other teams uh, with players. I mean, you know, if, if, if OKC doesn't turn it around, what's going to happen to SGA's cards? Are they going to be steady? Are they going to go down a little bit? You know, what's going to wind up happening? It's a great topic to chat about. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are. I mean, my take on it is unless basketball comes out <clears throat> and changes their plan, we talked about a, a, you know, coming back in December. It's right around the corner. Even for teams that are going to get knocked out of the playoffs right now, that's still only a, you know, a, a two-month layoff for them. And teams that go deep into the playoffs get knocked out, it's even less. So as long as basketball is really still thinking about coming back in December, I don't see a tremendous drop-off. But, yeah, you may see a small you know, drop-off, especially if it's somebody who gets upset out of the playoffs, right? I mean, uh, let's go back a little further. Anthony Davis, 2012 cards. They've had a heck of a run-up, those 2012 prisms. They got knocked out in the first round here now, which you know is very possible. Uh, it's game time all over the place. If it happens, let's, let's start. Let's start talking about that. So let's, we'll skip over the Raptors series because there's not much there. Jazz Nuggets. Can I want to touch on something? Because I saw a slab stock post this morning about how Jamal Murray cards are just appreciating a ton. I could not right. be more of a seller on Jamal Murray. I watched that entire game yesterday. Jamal Murray is one of those players that takes a ton of bad shots does get stats, but he does not make people better. And frankly, I think he's the worst thing that happened to Michael Porter Jr. If you watch that game, 
Michael Porter Jr. doesn't have the ball in his hands nearly enough. He's standing on, you know, in P.J. Tucker territory. I'm really high on Denver. But wow. I'm, I don't even know if they get out of this first round. No, they're going to they're gonna win 4-1, man. Denver's really, really good team. Paul Millsap, MPJ, Jamal Murray, and Jokic. That's an that's amazing team. So wait, one sec. So it's a five-game series, right? Is it? No, it's not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so four one baseball. The first, the first, uh, I think the first round is five game series in baseball this year with weird playoff stuff. But I love what you're saying. Here's the here's the here's the the, the flip to it though, right? Um, first of all, he mentioned slab stocks. If you haven't followed slab stocks at slab stocks, go give them a follow. They got great analysis, great stuff. Uh, you know, great talking points on on what they're doing. Um, I think the biggest point you have here is Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Um, what's the word? They vulture the stats off of each other, right? I, I think it's it's a difficult play there, right? I think um, he's the worst thing to have Michael Porter Jr. and vice versa. You know, no. they Jamal Murray has a ceiling. Michael Porter Jr. doesn't. Jamal Murray's like a six-one point guard who can't who doesn't pass and takes a bunch of t- shitty shots. Michael Porter Jr. is 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 a Kevin Durant type of scorer. Uh, to me, it's in non-comparison. Jamal Murray's got to go. He's got you know what? I also, so, but that's what will make Michael Porter Jr. better if he has more space and Jamal Murray's not there. And I, I think Jamal Murray can say the same thing. But what's funny about it, what I noticed, and it just we only have a two-game sample on this, right? What I noticed is when it came time to score and you know play fourth-quarter basketball, overtime basketball, and win the game, Jamal Murray won. Jamal Murray was big in game one, right? Jamal Murray did what he needed to do. Um, in game two, Michael Porter Jr., kind of disappeared in the second half at least that was what i saw i i hear you he's just jamal murray's so ball dominant and you're gonna look at his stats and be like well not necessarily because he only had 13 shots in game two or in game yeah 13 shots in game two 20 shots in game one but that's not necessarily what i mean he's just on the ball a lot you know like harden is taking up a ton of the shot clock I'm not a big fan of that. And I watched the, the Denver play before Murray because Murray was out during the final games of the regular season. They're moving the ball much better without him. Uh, and I think that's important. That's why I also like the heat. There's no one that dominates the ball on the heat. That ball is always moving and finding the open guy. Uh, that's the kind of basketball I like to play. Uh, it's kind of the basketball I like to watch. And that's why I think Murray is – a detriment to Michael Porter Jr. and Michael Porter Jr.'s stats and cards and the Denver team overall. That, but that's my hot All take. Right. Well, listen, I will take your, your – you know, this is a different kind of basketball than I like to watch or I'm used to. I'm an older guy. I used to like the late 80s, early 90s basketball where if these guys drove down the lane, um, they got pummeled. It was like a WWF match. Somebody grabbed the chair from the bench and hit them with it on their way to try to take a layup. It's a very different game. And actually, it's funny. It, that coincidentally goes right into my play. Nice. I don't want to jump in, but it, um, you know what? I'm just going to give it. I'll give it early. Please. I wait till the end, but I'll give my play. My play, it, it actually deals with somebody who is, I think, one of the most, if not the most athletic players in the NBA. And here we are, we're bogged down in like playoff basketball. Um, I've even gone away from, from basketball and I've given like a couple of prospect baseball picks, yes, you know, you know? I, one that while it's playoffs. I'm giving a basketball pick today, and it, it's a basketball pick that no one's looking at now because he's, he wasn't in the bubble, right? He wasn't there. He wasn't in the bubble. But when basketball season starts up again, this card is going to – Oh, and I love it. I'm, that I'm excited, Cage. I'm excited. You want to know who it is? All right. I really so, do. 
So it is a prism, but it's not a 2012 prism. Uh-huh. It's, a 20, it's a 2014 prism. It is of a 2014 prism Zach Levine base card. All right. Love the guy. And when I'm talking about finishing, I just read an article with him. It came out in the last week talking about how he really wants to become an all-star this year. And he was close, but he was left off. And what does he need to do to become an all-star? And it was a very smart article. You could tell the guy is, is really putting some thought into his game and the game overall. And one of the things he talked about the most, the whole article almost focused on this, is getting to the free throw line, right? It's, I don't have to be an acrobat at the basket. I don't have to finish every shot. I don't have to avoid all contact because he could basically fly. I mean, anybody who's seen the dunk competition can see what this guy could do in the air. Basically, what he's saying is he's got to learn because his numbers are amazing, but he has no free throws. You know, I watched the Dallas game yesterday with Luca, and it seemed like every time he got in the paint, he didn't finish, but he got fouled. He was very smart very, creating those free throws for himself, and that's part of the reason why his numbers are so crooked all the time, right? He's shooting a million free throws. Same thing with Harden, right? I mean, you don't have to finish. As long as you get those, the, you know, get the foul, you draw the foul, you get better at it. And that was one aspect of Levine's game that he basically said he needs to get better at. That his numbers, he could put up 20-something points a game. But imagine if he gets to the free throw line five, six, or eight times more per game. He could average 30 points a game. And, you know, he definitely could do it. There's de- definitely uh, more of the real scorer there that's going to compete with him for that stuff. And it was just fun to read somebody who realizes this is a part of my game that I can add to. And he's talking about, you know, I'm going to have to drive, put my head down, get contact, initiate contact, get the fouls, because that's the way the game is going. Um, so I love the kid. He's young and he's 26 now, obviously played for a while. Right. Um, and I think he's gonna have a great season this year. I think Chicago is going to be a little bit better. Um, but it's just a guy who's totally under the radar because he was thought about when he was in Minnesota as just like a, he's a dunk guy. He's an acrobat. But look what he did this year. He had some huge point outbursts. And here's why I love the card. It's so slept on, right? People go back to 2012 and you see all these huge rookies. People go to 2018 and see all the Lucas and the Trays and the SGA. Very rarely do you hear anybody talk about 2014 Prism. Cool card, good grades on it. And what I'm looking at is the base, the base card. Um, you can buy them in the 20s. I saw one sell this week, 27, 26. Uh, you know, maybe you can pick up a lot of four of them for 100 bucks. And I did this, um, I bought this card for myself um, a couple of months ago. I picked up four of them. Um, I think I paid $15 each. So they've gone up a little bit, but so has everything. My apologies for that. But I paid 60 bucks for the four of them. And I just got the PSA grades yesterday. I'd love to share with you guys PSA. We could talk about it in more detail, you know, another time. But I got three tens and one nine. So I'm obviously happy about that. Um, and I looked up what the tens sell for. And this week, one sold for $300. Right. Another one sold recently in the high twos. So you're talking about buying a card that um, should grade well because it's an older prism. Um, I got three out of four that I bought off eBay. I just sent them all in. I didn't go through them. I didn't say, okay, these are the four best. I bought four and sent all four in. Um, and three of them graded a, a 10. You know, if you're buying them four for a hundred bucks and one of them grades a 10, you got a $250 card. You just made significant money. But what I really liked about it is I looked up what the nines sell for, and the nines are, you know, 65, 70 bucks. So even a nines, two and a half to three times what you're paying for it, that's a good card, right? You can make money if you get all nines. You do one or two tens, and you're really doing well. Um, and it's a kid that I think the raw is cheap. You know, if, even if you don't grade him, even if you sit on it the raw until next season, and he drops 50 in the first month, I think people are going to wind, you know, you're going to wind up paying double for that raw card 
than what it's available for now because just nobody's really looking for him. So that's my play. Love to hear what you think. What do you think of the kid? What do you think of the car? Zuka Nation, I almost want to cut the show right here and <laughs> make you guys go to work because go back and play that back. Go back and play back the last three, four, five minutes. That was hands down, in my opinion, the best analysis that you could have gotten. Thank you. What I was doing in the background was, you know, doing a little stat digging. So Zach Levine has, he averages 4.5 makes from the free throw line a game on 5.6 attempts. Yep. James Harden, double that. Double yep. that even more. He's averaging 25 points a game with <laughs> barely going with to. With no free throws. Yeah. With no free that, throws. And he said that. He said, he's like, I'm scoring 24, 25, 26 every night, and I don't even get, I don't even draw fouls. He's like, imagine what I could do if I actually initiated some contact. So love that. So that's a 30-point scorer right there. Now he's yep. Chicago, huge basketball city, huge basketball city. And I think Jim Boylan is the worst thing that ever happened to that organization. I'm really glad that he's out. They have a good young core. Laurie Marketing is good. Kobe White is good. Otto Porter Jr. is good. That's a team that's poised to be in, you know, they remind me a little bit of the OKC team this year with a bit more talent. I could see them yep. being four. I could see them even getting into a three seed next year into the East if they get off to a hot start. So I love that. And then it's a card that slept on 300 bucks for 250 for Zach Lamine who could go off and put up 50 on any night and have a top 10 dunk. It's, it's an amazing play. I think my play won't do it justice. If you kind of think about it, there's 2014, 2015 prisms. The pop on that card is so much lower, right? And, and having a guy like Zach Levine, who yep. I think he's going to be, based on everything you said, he's going to take that next jump next year in a huge market. That's a top 15 player in the NBA. I, I love the play, Cage. I love the play. Oh, yeah. Listen, so and part of it also is, you know, everybody's grading base rookies now. It doesn't matter. I just sent in a PSA sub myself. It was filled with Darius Garland and uh, Brandon Clark and Jared Culver, who you still don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> just base cards because, you know, I mean, these are ones that I, I had in my basement. You know, when I open up boxes or open up blasters, I just put them to the side. And now PSA 10s on them are legitimate money. You know, they're $100 cards, 100 and change, you know, $80, whatever it may be. It's worth uh, sending them into PSA, paying the bulk uh, rate for them because who knows what's going to happen with these guys. Nobody was sending these cards in in 2014. When they opened up 2014, 2015 Prism cards, the base cards were not something that somebody sent to PSA. That's changing, right? And it's just it's another way to do what we're talking about here, right? You don't, it doesn't have to be a 2012 Prism where it's great and it's chock full of rookies. It doesn't have to be the 2018s, 29th. It doesn't have to be Zion or Ja. There are other people who play and play well, and people just haven't graded their cards as much i mean check on the pop report it's real low so i, I love the play cage I, I can't even i can't even speak to it enough well listen do me a favor promise our audience you're not going to go buy them give them a chance deal deal uh, <laughs> I, will not, I will not buy up all of the <laughs> all, of, all of the raw raw or graded but something you said let's, let's come back to it. you love bully ball let's come back to the clippers mavs game because i think the mavs surprised a lot of people and then i'm gonna go right into my play okay okay so that was, you know, that was a little bit of bully ball yesterday with Luca. Anytime he was touching the ball, they were kind of beating him up yesterday. You notice that? Yeah, and he wound up the, the guy in foul trouble. So funny. Yeah, but I mean, listen, that's the way you play. I mean, everybody's got to try out different defenses, right? For a while there in the Memphis-Portland play-in game, it looked like they were doing a box and one with Dame. It looked like a high school basketball game with, you know, an AAU all-star on it. You know, they were just trying to do anything to get the ball out of their hands. 
It used to be Hackashack, right? You know, I mean, foul him anytime and put him at the line. I, I think maybe they went into it and said, you know, let's push Luca around a little bit and see how he responds. And he responded. That's that Mavs team's tough to tough to understand. Uh, I think um, I want to ask you one question after this, but I think Reggie Jackson's got to go from the Clippers lineup. I think he takes a ton of bad shots, and he's frankly not good enough to take shots away from Paul George and Kawhi. You know what the Mavs remind me of, man? They remind me of um, of a college basketball team that's like a two seed in the NCAA tournament, but they really rely on their outside shooters, you know, their guard play. And yeah. at any given time, if those guards get cold and they're not hitting the three, that team can get taken out by a, you know, by a 15 seed or, you know, in the second round. What I'm talking about there is even if you shut down Luca, and Luca had a great game last night. He was in foul trouble. He wasn't on the court as much as you see him. But he didn't put up a triple-double, right? He didn't put up 40 points. He, you know, he, he, he got his points, but his rebounds and his assist numbers weren't there. But the rest of the team stepped up. We talked about this with, like, the Lakers, how they all missed. I cannot tell you how impressed I've been with Seth Curry. Yes, I said Seth, not Steph. That guy, he hits the shots. I mean, he is an impressive shot maker. And KP stepped up. And just, you know, the team stepped up around Luka. And you need that. You need that in playoff basketball. You need that to advance in the playoffs. But Seth Curry, man, I mean, he's looked real good. And if he's hitting his shots, if they can beat up Luka all he wants, as long as he finds his teammates and they hit their shots, they're going to win like they won yesterday. You're the owner on the Sixers. What do you do? Do you, is it, do you blame the GM? Do you hold Brett Brown accountable? What do you do? You come in. What's your first thing? What's your first thing? Of the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know, man, because you're really invested in a couple of your stars. And, you know, with a team like that, with Simmons and Embiid, you really should be doing better. And, you know, they're going to have an out. And they're going to say that they would have done better if Simmons was, was actually playing. Right. But, um, you know, that experiment, it really hasn't worked out well for him. You know, if I were the GM, I don't know. I might split that. I might split them up. I mean, I might look for, a, a you know, a, a trade partner. And Bede's great, right? And Bede is one of these, like, freaks of nature. But you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me – he's obviously much better than this guy. He reminds me of Andre Drummond, right, with a little more offense. But he doesn't shoot enough. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't do enough. It's like he's like okay to just do whatever comes to him. He doesn't like, you know, go out and get it. That's not going to be enough to win ever. No. So honestly, I, if I were the GM, I would do what I can to move on from Joel Embiid. I think he clogs up the middle, and I don't think he's got that whole like killer mentality. I, and that's just me. I, I could be wrong. You're the yeah, Philly guy, so tell me what you would do. What's well, up? the GM last year, Elton Brand decided to get rid of Jimmy Butler, get rid of JJ Redick, and get rid of Boban all high-character winning type of guys, high-character, high-personality, good leadership, to bring in Josh Richardson and Tobias Harris. So maybe the GM's got to go. Harris looked all right. I said this to you before. Uh, in the NBA, it's no good to be good at everything. You cannot be an average player or very good at everything. You need to be elite. The issue with Tobias Harris is he's good at everything. But that's not how you win. You can't have that guy in your starting lineup and win. You need All right, a- so what do you do? You're the GM. What do you do? I mean, you can't fix Simmons. I mean, you can't, you know, you, you can't make him healthy. So you have to take a pass on that. But what, what do you do? I bring, your team, man. bring in a leader and a coach that's not necessarily a disciplinarian, but it's someone that holds people accountable. So, like, Jim Boylan is, is regarded as a disciplinarian. That's not who, who I'm talking about. But, like um, – a Coach K type of guy. He holds people accountable. He holds them to a high standard. He's a leadership guy. He's a high character guy. He's a worker. 
that's who I, I would bring in. I don't need a people pleaser in Jim, uh, what's his name, Brett Brown. I need someone who's Eric Spolstra. I love Eric Spolstra. He's not someone who's going to be yelling and screaming and super animated, but you can tell year after year after year after year, his team is well coached. So that's who I would bring in. Uh, that type, obviously, but, guys aren't on the market. But you think the talent stays the way it is? You think that you think a a, a combination of Embiid and Simmons is enough to uh, to win the East? No, but I think giving them uh, those two young guys the understanding that leadership and character and intangibles matter um, because it's hard to blame young guys when they haven't had the leaders around them, right? Like I want Embiid to be a better leader. I want Simmons to be a better leader. But at the same time, when you're 20 years old and maybe you don't necessarily have that skill, like Luca learns that from his, from Coach Carlisle. That's a proven winner. That's a guy that has standards, that has a system, that has discipline. We need that in Philly. We don't have that in Philly. We have a coach that, you know, he wants people to like him. I think that's cool. Well, enough on Philly because they're not doing anything this year. Unless your play is a Philly pick. No, my play is actually a counter Philly pick. The Eagles are going to hate me. <laughs> my plays are just a diversification. You guys know I've been talking about diversification the last week and a half, you know. And now in my portfolio, I have baseball, I have Tatis and Soda. In my portfolio, I have vintage guys. Uh, in my perf- like Jordan, I have a mid vintage in Shaq and Kobe. I have modern. I- I'm going to get into, and this isn't my play, but Pokemon is something I want to add to my portfolio and NFL quarterbacks. And my play is Danny Dimes. So, nice. okay, it's interesting. I'm not in love with Danny Dimes, but I do love their coach. He's a Bill Belichick product. I know Bill Belichick products haven't always worked out, but I've watched some of this guy's interviews and I- I'm a fan of him. And I-, I do think, relative to the other guys, like Kyler Murray, uh, who is also equally unproven. Danny Dimes is half, if not less, it's probably like 40% of the cost. I was looking at his Prism PSA 10 rookie, selling for about 275 to 300. Some PWCC auctions have closed a little bit above that. Um, but it's a card that I could post in a Facebook group, you know, buying Danny Dimes. And people might unload three for 800, let's say. Uh, and I, I think it's a good play to move some of your sold money because most of our community now, they've made some money on the plays we've suggested, you know, and a lot of the plays. We I hope so. We hope you guys listen. <laughs> yeah, some of the plays I've suggested, you know, they're NBA. A lot of them are modern NBA. I would move some of that money, specifically some of that money into a Danny Dimes. And I, I don't think he's going to be the greatest next thing. But I do think if he has a few good games, that $300 card does become a $500, $550 card and, and shrinks the gap on some of the other quarterbacks that have shot up to seven, dollars $800 for their prison PSA 10. And it's along the lines of what I've said a few episodes ago. It's the quarterbacks are super low pop. So that, that's my play. It's Danny Dimes. I'm an Eagles fan. You're Daniel Jones, prism rookie, PSA 10. He doesn't go by Daniel Jones. He goes by Danny Dimes from now on. But people are not going to type Danny Dimes into eBay and find it. I mean, I'm sure some listings say it, but Danny Dimes, for those of you who, who, who need it spelled out, right? It's Daniel Jones, quarterback of the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Danny Dimes, <laughs> it comes up. It comes up. It comes up. It comes up, Danny Dimes. Uh, I'm sure it does. I'm sure, I mean, he does. He goes by Danny Dimes, right? So there'll be a card eventually if there's not already one. Like you, you know what's actually funny? Danny Dimes. You know, it's actually funny that Danny Dimes listings are sold for less. 255 280 190 That's great. 
Oh. Well, there you go. You just provided some uh, some nice eBay tip to our listeners. Look for Danny Dimes. Somebody listed it wrong. <laughs> and uh, maybe you'll get it a couple bucks cheaper. That's awesome. That's great. All right. Well, here we go. I'll put you on the spot now. It's going to be a speed round for our listeners. Maybe they'll have some fun and they'll hold you. You'll hold your feet to the fire on this one. Lakers, Blazers. Who wins that series? Blazers. All right. My son just yelled Blazers too, by the way. Um, and I'll do another one west. Keep Clippers, going. Clippers, Dallas. Clippers, easy. Clippers. Clippers. My son just yelled Clippers also. He's with you on this. He can't hear you, though. All right, we'll go with one in the east. Kawhi is the Bucks. Do the Bucks advance out of the first round? No. Ooh. <laughs> yes. you, 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 you think yes. My son says no. That would be a hell of an upset there, buddy. My, my head um, says, yeah, my gut says no. Listen, I think I mean I don't know if Orlando wins another game. Um, I think the Bucks just put it in cruise control a little early, but we'll see what happens. I, I, you know, once once they get out of the first round, assuming they do, I think it's going to get tougher for them. Um, but yeah, I like a little put you on the spot, a little speed round. We could check this after the after right, the fact. Let me flip it on you. Nuggets, yeah, please. Nuggets, Jazz. Who advances? I think the Jazz are going to actually beat them. Wow. I think, yeah, I, I think they're going to be – and if you want to, guys, they've gone up a little bit. But if, if, if the Nuggets no, – if no. the Nuggets – ah, well, listen, my son says Nuggets, by the way. So, But, yeah, I, I, I think Donovan Mitchell, man, I think we're seeing another gear out of him. I think, I think he's just – you know, I think he's, I think he's really good. Um, you know, so we'll see. Dude, Rack of Thunder. No, I like Ian. I like having Ian on it. The fans love – Luka Nation loves it. So, so um, I think Harden's too much for those guys. I, I would love the storyline of Chris Paul taking out his old team. You know, I would love it. I would love it, but it's not going to happen. I don't. I don't think um, it's it could. Underappreciated Harden is like I. I don't like him for some reason. I really don't. But the guy is unbelievable at what he does. Like he's, he's not underappreciated. I think he's isn't he like didn't he win the MVP? Right, I mean, people understand how good he is. It's just he, for some reason, he, I don't know if it's a smug. I don't know what the word is. People just don't like him. Well, he looks like a homeless guy. <laughs> really, some of the cards when you see his mosaic card, he's got a pretty fancy suit. He looks like a cow. I don't know what it is. It's like black and white. It's like a weird, <laughs> weird print suit. You know, I don't see many homeless guys dressed the as nicely as, as he's dressed. But uh, yeah, I mean, the beard. You know, for a while there, I think that was my son's favorite player. I don't know if it still is, but, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's he, it is, he says. He's very good. He's just very good. But, yeah, something wrong with him, man. There's something people just don't, people don't, take it behind him. Last one. Last one and we'll yeah. wrap it. Who's more likely to sweep, Celtics or Raptors? Oh, I think the Celtics are definitely sweeping. Huh. I think. I think Philly just after after the embarrassment of Game Two, I think Philly just packs it in and goes home. I they think they're no ready to life. leave. They had no life yesterday. Yeah, they were. I mean, you could see the second half. I was like, all right, they're done. You might as well just advance Boston to the next round now. I, I think they get swept. I do. Um, you know, maybe a different series if Simmons was there, and you know, maybe if they were able to, you know, steal one of these games, they'd give them a series. I, I think you know, Boston is is basically a sure thing getting into the second round as anything right now. And I don't really like Boston. I'm not a huge Tatum fan. I'm not a, I mean, but they got some real good young athletic players. 
you know, I think they're going to sweep. The perfect example of the coach that I would want Sixers to bring in. The guy's never animated, but you can tell he has a system. He has values. They always play tough. They're always moving the ball. Um, I I love coaches like that. I got to be honest with you. Listen, I'm in a good mood, but if the Yankees lose again to the Tampa Bay today, I'm going to be very upset. They can't figure those guys out. I said it yesterday in our episode that they lost to them, they can't, and then they lost again yesterday. Um, you got Garrett Cole on the mound. You can't afford to lose that, that, that game. He didn't lose himself. Um, he was kind of pissed off when he got taken out in the seventh inning with 109 pitches. But you're going you're to get an angry cage if they lose three in a row to Tampa Bay. That's not going to make me happy. They're up one nothing right now. Uh, so that's good. But let's see if they hang on to it. Need to get some of their bats back. A lot of, a lot of injuries. Um, yeah, guys, listen. We thank you for listening the whole uh, the whole way to the end here. And um, you know, remind you again, we got a couple giveaways going right now. We still got two Mike Trout, uh, Blake Jamisons to give away. Um, I don't know. I'd have to check my my account, but I'm pretty sure Blake's um, Blake's card dropped today on Tops. Um, I'm pretty sure today's the day where Blake's card actually comes out. So if you haven't seen that one yet. Um, you know, maybe grab that. I'll log into Tops. Usually drops around now. Um, and uh, take a look at that. We still got two Mike Trouts for him, um, you know, giving away one tonight. We got that Tatis giveaway going tonight. So we got a lot of stuff to give to you guys. And, you know, if you got one in the mail, throw us a picture. You know, comment back that you got it. We'll, uh, you know, we'll repost it for you. Because I, I went to the post office this morning and sent out four freebies. So <laughs> keep engaging with us. Keep sending those comments. Keep telling us what you think. And, uh, you know, we'll keep giving you stuff. Great picks and free cards. What do you got, Andrew? Anything? I, I, if I were you guys, I would go back and listen to the five-minute segment of where you're breaking down uh, Zach Levine. I don't know how Levine, he- yeah, Zach, Zach Levine, yep. And before we say uh, goodbye on this episode, listen, interact with us, right? I mean, if you check out our Twitter feeds or our, 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 uh, our Insta feeds, you know, somebody says hello, somebody says I'm looking for this, I'm likely to just – Give it away for free. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.